Welcome to Road Trip Branson. I'm your host, Rebecca Schlau. This is episode 10, and we're going to be discussing the latest news from Silver Dollar City, and I'm going to give you some details on my last trip to Branson. So for my loyal, maybe two or three listeners, I apologize that it's been such a delay since my last podcast. I got no real good excuse except I've been lazy and I really haven't had much content. I have had some plans in place to interview some people and to get in touch with some people for some trip reviews and things like that, but I truthfully have been slacking just a little bit. But I want to go over some of the latest happenings that just came out of Silver Dollar City. They announced what was replacing the Lost River. I was really excited about this announcement and I was really hopeful that it was going to be another sort of family raft ride because I love Lost River. I mean, it was probably our favorite ride at Silver Dollar City, especially during the summer. And I remember it from my youth and they had these signs posted on the barriers. So all the construction was going on. It said, you know, all is not lost a new journey awaits or a new adventure awaits or something like that. They had this sign, but I love how they use the words lost and adventure because that was telling me it already gave some hints that, you know, a river journey isn't lost. It's coming back and it's coming back better than ever. And I kind of joked about it being called Lost River 2.0 because that's essentially what it is. It is going to be called Mystic River Falls, and it is a half a mile uh, raft ride, uh, just just like Lost River, except it's going to have some neat features to it that Lost River didn't have, so it's going to be up to date. Um, It's so exciting. Um, They're kind of billing it as the tallest drop on a raft ride in the Western Hemisphere, So that's kind of exciting. Um, What I really like about the pictures and the diagrams of this, of this attraction is like, they, they get the rafts up to this really tall drop by like an elevator system. So it's different than your typical um, conveyor belt, like chug 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 chug, chugging along just going up 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 you know at a at an angle no it's almost like you you float on to an elevator platform and you're like freely moving up like you would in an elevator and you're able to look around as it's going up I mean it kind of looks scary but it would be a really cool view and I think they mentioned it's going to be a really great view Um, the ride looks great Um, it looks really neat looks like they've put a lot of time into it and they have if you if you go back on the website, it does have a really cute introduction to the ride. It has a bit more of the backstory, which is supposed to draw on the history of the Marvel Cave and how they they found this lost section of the the cave that no one had ever been able to explore. And there's this really adventurous female explorer who found Mystic River Falls and was able to journey about it. So it's really good, and I guess. Um, it's a, it's a cute story and I, I do really like the, the backstories, but you know, forget the backstory. I just like the rides. So I'm really excited. It's going to open next summer in 2020. So it should be up and running for warmer weather season, um, next year, which is great. I mean, I think they've done pretty good at moving, 
moving up fast to get this this out. That's not the only thing that's being constructed over there, though. If you uh, paid attention to some of the latest news out of there or watched the press release, they're also building a brand new like smokehouse, like a uh, it used to be called like Riverside Rib House or something like that. But but now it's um, it's getting another Riverside Rib House. 2.0, you know, it's, it's, it's an upgrade, um, but essentially the same thing, but it's going to be, looks like it's more indoors, like the last one, uh, the seating was basically outside, I mean, you were under some shelter, you were under a covered area, but there was no heating or cooling, no, I take that back, okay, there was some heating, they put, they, they like put some heaters, and they, they draped the windows and the door openings in some big old heavy-duty, you know, plastic um, so that, you know, heat wouldn't escape. But you had to go through, like, this plastic curtain to get into the Riverside Rib House or whatever it was called. The barbecue place. We just call it the barbecue place. I don't even know the name. I, I keep wanting to say riverside something but it was it was right by the lost river and that whole area is gone like that that little shack where the old barbecue place was it's gone um and they have this great big multi-million dollar building now that's going to have a lot of cool things it's going to have the great food it's going to have more food options like in terms of your your meats but you're also going to have more opportunities to actually watch the chefs and the people smoking the meats prepare it and get it ready for serving. And you know Silver Dollar City is is really good about displaying crafts and how things are made. And so I think this restaurant will give an opportunity for for the audience, um, the park goers, to watch more of the experience of the food. Which um, when they describe it, it sounds mouthwatering. It sounds like a lot of fun. So, so, you know, like when you take your kid to a bakery, they get to look at the the bakery case and admire all the treats. It's kind of the same thing, but for meat, you get to look behind the case of different sorts of meat and admire it and love it. Looks like they're going to have some newer side dishes as well. So it's not just going to be the same old, same old. They're going to have some of our trusty favorites, but also a few more options. And it will be indoors. And so heating and cooling will be more efficient. They will also have a big old patio. And this big old patio area is going to, from what it says, give you an overview of Mystic River Falls. And so it will be some outdoor seating that will be, oh, I can only imagine how nice that's going to be in the fall and the spring. And even, you know, at night in the summertime. Um, I think that's going to be awesome. Um, This whole area is part of a new development area I guess it's I can't really remember what they called it I'm not going to say river walk but it's like river center area and it's going to have the restaurant it's going to have the new ride and it's going to have some viewing areas where you can look over the lake and you can look over there and see fireman's landing and you can look up and see the giant barn swing and you can look up and see Mystic River Falls because remember Mystic River Falls now you're not just going to be able to see it from ground level you're going to be able to look up in the sky and see this big old platform this big old like river raft elevator going up so it's going to be a sight to see and they didn't mention this during the video 
but looking at the construction, I can only imagine how beautiful this area will also look at Christmas time when they're able to actually decorate it with all the lights because they keep going above and beyond with their holiday decorating. And so I'm just picturing how beautiful this big old elevator tower, you know, can be once they decorate it with pretty lights and they get that whole river center town area decorated for Christmas and all the new things they could potentially add to this area. So I am super excited and as much as I love Lost River, you know, uh, later, I mean, it needed to go because this thing looks amazing. And they mentioned some other things about Silver Dollar City that's coming up that is worth repeating again. And I'm sure I'll repeat it again, but they do have... This whole season that's coming up with the uh, Pumpkin Nights that's coming in September and October. And this is, this is a brand new sort of experience for Silver Dollar City. I love that Silver Dollar City is expanding its, its holidays that it's getting involved in. Because they are known for being amazing Christmas decorators. And I love how they're throwing a hat into Halloween and fall harvest and that sort of thing because it needs it and it's grown enough where there's definitely a market for it people people are really digging halloween these days people love pumpkin patches and so i'm really excited um that silver dollar city is taking this on i mean who better than silver dollar city to take on thousands of glowing lighted pumpkins all over the park and pumpkin creations it's going to be it's going to be beautiful. So they've mentioned on the site that they're going to have new glowing events and all new area. So there's going to be an area of the park that we've never gone to that's going to be decorated that we're going to be able to walk around. I don't know where that area is going to be. I'm excited. I mean, it's probably not going to be a huge deal this time. I I doubt there's any like new attraction attraction. I'm sure it's going to be more like visual and uh, beautiful scenes to look at. So I, I'm not thinking they're opening up a new land or any anything. But I bet it's I bet it's nice. Um, so there's going to be lots of pumpkins that illuminate the park from what they call the town square area, and then along the pumpkin pathway and all the way to the grand exposition. That's kind of the kitty area, and that is way down. That's where the the uh, Christmas parade starts, and they're going to have um, a woodland hike. There's going to be a dance party. Um, in the Pumpkin Plaza, that's that new area that we don't know where it is. There's going to be lots of fun photo opportunities, according to Silver Dollar City. And this is great because everything's Instagrammable these days. And it's really important that social media uh, takes lots of pictures because that's how advertising gets out. And there's going to be all new character meet and greets. There's going to be these two new characters called Peter and Penelope Pumpkin. And as I'm talking about this, keep in mind, this is going to be an event for all ages. This is not going to be scary at all. They've advertised it as completely family-friendly, G-rated, not spooky, not scary, not haunted. It's all going to be just good jack-o'-lantern fun. Nothing, nothing too creepy, nothing too scary. They're going to have... Uh, pumpkin carving displays where you'll be able to have a pumpkin artist. His name's Barry Brown, who's going to carve really intricate pumpkin designs, and you'll be able to watch those. Um, something they advertised, which I loved, is that it they kind of highlight it's going to be 
pumpkin flavored everything, which means there's going to be all new like pumpkin spice funnel cakes and pumpkin spice lattes and lots of fun pumpkin glow-in-the-dark drinks and everything pumpkin flavored. They want, they are, I mean, they are really getting into this game, y'all. They are getting into fall. Uh, my favorite part about this whole experience will be that they are opening later. And this is crucial because I, I, I mean, I don't like to complain about Silver Dollar City, but it closes too dang early. It always has. The only time it's open later is during like this midnight, midnight madness or like during Christmas. But during the best parts of the year, during the fall and spring and even summer, it closes at 7. Like what in the world? 7 o'clock, especially in the summer and the hot months, 7 is when it finally starts cooling down and they close. So the fact that this event now will help the park stay open later, I think to about 9 o'clock, I am so excited because this gives us more time. This gives us more use. This is great for those of us. I mean, you get more value for your tickets or your season pass. Plus, not only do, do you get to look at all the pumpkin displays, you're going to get to ride the rides. You get to ride the rides at night. That's awesome. I love riding the rides at night. Oh, hot diggity. I just looked at the schedule for the pumpkin nights, and it stays open till like, 10 o'clock on the weekends on Saturday. It stays open till 9, looks like, on on uh, Thursday. But, oh, yeah, Friday, Saturday on the weekends of Pumpkin Nights. It's open till 10 p.m., y'all. 10 p.m. This is going to be so exciting. Now, the whole Harvest Festival and Pumpkin Nights, it's going to start on September 25th. And it looks like it's going up until October 26. I'm assuming at that point they will have to start getting ready for Christmas. Um, they do have some some fun stuff during the day that's coming and now they do have lots of different festivals that are pretty normal during the fall but this one is I guess a little bit um, upgraded. It's called the Harvest Festival featuring craft days and then it has so it's like craft days pumpkin nights. On this same press release, they wanted to mention again that Christmas season at Silver Dollar City is getting bigger and brighter. They are debuting an eight-story, state-of-the-art Christmas tree. In this, it's going to be in the centerpiece on the, the new Joy on Town Square. So, I'm assuming they're uh, Town Square. I, I guess that's at the very top. Are they going to be getting rid of that other big Christmas tree. I'm not even really sure what they're considering Town Square. I'm just assuming it's going to be where the old Christmas tree was. But apparently this Christmas tree is going to be Silver Dollar City Christmas Tree 2.0. It's going to have all the same favorites, but also it's going to have some different songs. The sounding is going to be different. It's going to sound bigger, but not too much louder. It's not going to hurt your ears. It's just going to be better, better quality sound. There's going to be some neat features of the Christmas tree that the other one didn't. And from what the video told me is that you don't really understand how big this thing is until you actually see it and experience. It's going to be amazing. So some one of the worker, the workers who is who's been help building this or designing it, one of one of the employees said, on opening day, I'm just gonna go sit towards the entrance of the park and I'm just gonna sit back and watch people's facial expression once they see 
this tree. So that just really gets me excited. They're also expanding their Christmas lights. And a few years ago, they featured these re really beautiful Midtown lights, which were just amazing and just lit up. And I just love how Silver Dollar City keeps decorating different areas of the park really thoroughly. I mean, they've always done a good job of putting lights everywhere, and it's always been beautiful. But they've, like, just upgraded. I mean, they have just, they've gone for it, which is so great for us because we really win when this uh when this park expands and they try to outdo themselves and the, the video talks about how each year all of the staff members ask themselves how can we do it bigger how can we do it better so each year they're adding more and more and i will be excited to try to find a way to head back to silver dollar city this christmas season my schedule is getting kind of full. I don't know if I'll be able to make it. And if I can't, I really hope one of you sweet listeners would mind going and giving me a full trip report. And with all the details and nothing left out. So if you would be interested, please, please just give us an email. So as you've probably already heard, guess where I went last week? That's right, I went up to Branson, and it was a much-needed trip. I haven't been there since Christmas season, so I was so excited to go back. I actually didn't even know if I would get a chance to go back during the summer season, and I didn't even get a season pass this year to Silver Dollar City. Like, that was crazy, but I really wanted to... To go to Branson, it's it's just one of our happy places, and I'm about to play y'all a little clip, um, some audio from when I told I surprised the the kids that were going on a trip. So you're gonna hear my eight year old and my six year old kind of get excited. My one, my two year old's not in the car. He has no opinion. He's happy to go, but he doesn't know. But I'm gonna play y'all a little bit. I have a little video. I may post the actual video to the Road Trip Branson Facebook page. But if you just want to hear it, 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 it's pretty cute. So just you might have to turn your volume up to hear it. I'm gonna put it up to the speaker. Okay. So here's here's the kids. They're getting into my car, and immediately when they get into my car at my work, they realize the whole van is packed. My black minivan is packed with Road Trip. Uh, gear and all of our suitcases and so they know we're going on a long road trip. The sound is coming from my phone so it's going to be low so you'll probably need to turn up the volume just briefly while the clip's playing. Here we go. y'all could actually hear that that just goes to show that Branton is a lot of fun for kids and they love it and they still get super excited to go we always try to surprise the kids with our our trips even if they are just short brief trips they have told us that they prefer to be surprised they don't like to know about it they love the the surprise so that's why we always tend to surprise them so it's kind of funny 
from our home in central Arkansas. We left about six and we road tripped. Uh, we, we made a stop uh, about Clinton, Arkansas. We ate at a Western Sizzlin. We ate the buffet. You know, usually I don't mind Western Sizzlins or buffets, especially with the kids, because it's usually kind of quick. But this, uh, I don't know, this quality had uh, had gone down quite a bit. But the service was good. The employees were really friendly. It had nothing to do with them. It's just the offerings and the food was not not that great. But, I mean, what can you expect? It is a buffet in Clinton, Arkansas at a Western Sizzlin. So if I expected more, you know, that's on me. Anyway, we ended up getting into town with good time. Now keep in mind, since we do road trip and we have three kids and I drink a lot of caffeine, we tend to make lots of stops. We always have to use the restroom or someone needs to get out or someone needs a snack. It seems like it always takes us forever, but for whatever reason, we made pretty good time. Normally, if you were able to drive from my town in central Arkansas straight to Branson following the speed limit without stopping at all, it would take about four hours. For us, it usually takes closer to six hours, it seems like, with all the stops. But keep in mind, we usually always stop with dinner. We always have a meal because usually by the time we leave for our trip, it's already the evening and the kids are hungry. So we're, we know we're going to have to stop for dinner. And for us, sometimes fast food, you know, I'm not just not in the mood for fast food. I'm more in the, the mood to sit down and eat somewhere because technically I'm already on vacation. So I prefer to go to a sit-down restaurant and, you know, wear the kids out a bit so that the last leg of the trip, they will fall asleep. And it worked out really good this time. Our, our dinner layover was only an hour. So we got to... I think we got to Branson like right around right around 10 or so. Okay, so maybe we left we left our town around 5. But it only took us about 5 hours, which for us is amazing. I mean, for us that is lightning speed, which was good cuz it was night. The drive into town was beautiful and exciting. The kids were nice and peaceful and and quiet cuz they'd already fallen asleep. And so we checked into the hotel Seems like a little after 10. We stayed at the Wyndham Mountain Vista. I've stayed at this property one other time last summer. And I really liked it, how spacious it was. So I decided to book it again. Now, last time we did have just a few complaints, but nothing major. We had like, it just seemed like housekeeping hadn't done a thorough job of, of cleaning the carpets or, or cleaning up, but it was, it was a great space. It was a lot of room. We got this condo um, with two, two bedrooms, two full bathrooms, big kitchen, big area. So it was a, it's a big space. So we wanted to kind of duplicate that for, for this trip. And, and sure enough, we did. And the room was beautiful and it was nice and updated. The last room we'd stayed at hadn't been updated. So it was nice and it's more modern feeling. It seemed a lot more clean it was just decorated beautifully. It was very comfortable. The rooms were very spacious. The closet, the storage, the kitchen, the full refrigerator, full kitchen. I mean, it was, it was a great spot. I highly, highly recommend the Wyndham Mountain Vista. There's a few different Wyndham properties. And I think it's like Windham, like 
Wyndham, like with H-A-M at the end. It's W-Y-N-D-H-A-M. It's spelled something like that, y'all. Come on, give me a break. But look it up. There's a few different Wyndham properties, and this one is specifically Wyndham Mountain Vista. I liked this property, too, because it has three pools, essentially. It has an outdoor pool by a playground that's on one side of the condo area and then on the very other side of the condo area it has the recreational center with a game room arts and crafts areas some um, snack options it has an indoor pool with a hot tub a sauna fitness room and it also has an outdoor pool a tiny kitty pool racquetball basketball uh, has a fire pit and also had a hot tub out there so there's a lot to offer at the rec center now it's like the resort is kind of cut in half like there's there's a group of condos on one side and then there's a creek in the middle and then there's another group of condos each condo overlooks this creek area and each condo has a nice balcony with chairs and a table doesn't get too high so it's not like a huge high rise that's too scary I think it it does have several floors maybe four four floors or something like that but nothing too too tall but usually you're overlooking you know a nice peaceful babbling brook for some reason and we don't know why the little creek that runs in the middle was dry now they had like a fountain going in this little bitty pond area but the the creek was dry which kind of bothered me I did leave them um not necessarily a complaint, but, you know, a suggestion that if you're going to have this beautiful creek that is really relaxing and nice to have outdoors, you know, turn it on. But it was really hot and maybe, I don't know, maybe the pump was broken. I don't know. But we really enjoyed this place again and we love the price for what we're getting. I mean, I think we ended up paying closer to $200 a night. But for a family of five and a big spacious condo, that was a great deal. I think we found a, a deal on TripAdvisor or we may have gone to the Wyndham side. I'm not real sure, but it was a great deal. And I, we stayed, I think we stayed four nights and all together with taxes. I paid, I think close to $800 for four nights, maybe closer to 900 or, I mean, I guess it could be even closer to a thousand, but I mean, we're talking like with taxes and for four nights. So the, with the taxes, it may have been a little over $200 a night, but it was, it was great. I thought it was really worth it. And I would love to stay there again. We like to stay at the Welk Resort. If you've listened before, you know, we love the Welk, but we didn't really need, need the indoor pool area with a slide this time because, you know, I just, wanted to go back to a big spacious condo and pay less than the same sort of floor plan I would have to pay for at the Welk. So this was a great choice. When we arrived, we unloaded a little bit, but I told my husband that it is, it's around, it was around 1030, get close to a, not quite 11, but around 1030, I looked up in uh, the price chopper that on 76 right by the Walmart stays open till midnight and that was like ding 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 I love the price chopper and for some reason it's kind of this like weird happy tradition I have of just me going grocery shopping at night for some reason it's just so relaxing I just I love getting us all prepped and going down every single aisle without kids I love this price chopper I think the grocery store is is really cute 
It's got a great selection. It reminds me of like a little harps back home. It's got a huge bakery area. It's got like a liquor and beer and wine store part that's connected to it. And it's got everything you need for, for your vacation right there. And it stays open late and it's hardly ever crowded. As opposed to the Walmart, which it's connected to at the other end of this shopping center, which is very crowded and is always busy. But this place just always seems more relaxed, uh, less people, easy to get in and out, and great selection. Highly recommend going to Price Chopper for your grocery needs when you go to Brenton. Man, I know I sound like an advertisement for, for them and other places. But I can guarantee you, I have not been paid to give my, my professional Brenton experience. Now, I wish I was. Don't get me wrong, guys. This is a hobby podcast. But if someone, if, if, if someone offers me some money, y'all, I can be bought. Now, I'm going to give you my honest opinion. I'm not going to recommend crud. But hey, hey, all you Branson people, you want me to say something? You got it. I will, I will tell my three followers all about what you have to offer. Y'all, I'm just kind of playing. But anyway, I just love going to Price Chopper and I like shopping at night. So I brought all my groceries home, got, got everything situated and went to bed. I had a early morning the next morning because we had planned to get up early for a Thursday at Silver Dollar City. So we, we woke up on time. We got all the kids ready. Now we're, we're feeling a little hesitant because the forecast does not look good and it is already raining. But if you've been listening to me, you know we are always prepared for rain. We always have ponchos. We always have a stroller cover. We always have extra clothes. I mean, we have our rain gear. So this does not deter the Schlau family. We will not be scared of Silver Dollar City. And y'all, I am so happy we chose to continue to Silver Dollar City this day because there was no traffic in the park. And this was right right when park was opening i mean we we wanted to get to the to park at rope drop which means getting right there when it opens which means we should have left normally we should have left our our hotel about an hour before it's even opening but because the rain we we waited a little too but there was there was not the traffic you would normally expect there was no trouble finding a parking spot. We did choose to do the preferred parking because we don't ride the trams because of our big double stroller. So we do like to to park in preferred parking. Now that is an extra $10 charge usually, but I think um, with a season pass, it may be six or 10 or something like that. But for us, it's well worth it because it's just closer and you know we're all right we we got the money to burn every every once in a while and sometimes it's just worth it than trying to lug the big stroller down a hill almost a mile it seems like so we paid for parking got up there it's it's already misting it's not great picture taking weather usually i like to take a group picture at the the sign to silver city but didn't really want to do that this time Everyone had on their ponchos, but it was a light rain. It really wasn't that that bad. There were some people without ponchos at this point because it, it really wasn't 
like a hardcore rain. Uh, people were obviously getting wet and weren't as prepared as we were, but we were prepared. We did not wear tennis shoes. We all wore like flip-flops and shoes that could get wet because, you know, if you're going into a theme park with wet feet and wet socks, it's so uncomfortable, makes blisters. Now, I don't always like wearing flip-flops the whole time, especially when trekking everywhere, but that's more comfortable than the wet shoe scenario I just mentioned. Again, this was a great decision overall. And uh, getting into Silver Dollar City was fantastic. It was easy. It was breezy. There was no lines. We ended up getting a season pass because we knew we were going to be there several times that week. And we're hoping to come back later in the fall. So we went ahead and got our season pass later than we normally get. Normally we get a season pass at the very beginning of the year when they have some not necessarily discounts, but they give you extra guest visitor passes as well. But I honestly didn't know I was coming back. So we got our season pass. We got in. You get, I have to go through security. They have to check your bags. And when you get up to the turnstiles with your ticket, they do make sure your ticket matches, matches who you are. They will ask for an ID. And if you have a guest pass, they will make sure the guest is, is with the right, right ticket holder. They also will ask your children what their birthdays are. Now, my sweet daughter, my six-year-old daughter never remembers what her birthday is, and we kind of have to tell her ahead of time. They're not going to get on to the kid about, you know, if they miss their birthday, but just, just be prepared for that. I mean, it's not like a hard scrutiny or anything. They, they don't want to hold up the line either, but they do check. So if you were trying to be sneaky, it's not advisable to try to be sneaky. So going in wasn't a huge crowd. The crowds uh, were just non-existent. There were just people there and, you know, walking around, doing their own thing. The first thing we did is I took my, my daughter and took the group straight to Wildfire. Now, Wildfire is um, what we call an upside-down roller coaster. It is a big thrill ride. It's... it's um, I remember when it was built, it was like a, man, it was a big deal that Silver Dollar City had this huge coaster because it, to me, I think Wildfire kind of put Silver Dollar City on the map for big time thrill rides. It, it just made Silver Dollar City grow a different level with this addition and it has one of the greatest huge big drops in all of history. So I wanted to take my daughter down there and make sure she was actually to see, well, actually just to see if she was big enough to ride because she has been teetering 50, 51 inches for for a while. And sure enough, she was big enough to ride. I can't remember if you have to be 51 or 52. I think 52, but she was big enough to ride. And that made us very, very happy. So my husband took her to Wildfire. Um, now that I'm thinking about it, I can't remember if that was necessarily our first ride, but I think it... I think it was. They wrote it. She loved it. The, the weights were nothing. There was no need to get that Trailblazer Pass, which is like fast passes at uh, Disney World. It's like this, this system that you buy to get in the front of all these lines. It's great in the summer, so you don't have to wait in huge lines. It's, it's, it's usually kind of cool. I mean, it's expensive. If you got the money to burn, I say do it. But on a day like today... The crowds were nothing, and especially nobody was wanting to get on the rides in the rain. And this is where the big advantage comes, y'all. Go to Silver Dollar City in the rain. As long as there's not lightning, they are running those coasters. 
they are running those thrill rods and this is it's just it's just a different level stuff when you ride these things in the rain it was great uh she had a good time enjoyed that we went over to some a play area the treehouse area the carousel and kind of the midtown area then i took my daughter to ride time traveler and sure enough she was big enough to ride time traveler so this is uh, her first time riding that if you recall from past episodes i was terrified of time traveler i even mentioned there's no way i'm getting on this ride i'm not going to do it um an upside down spinning roller coaster sounded terrible and i mean again this this is where the platform where your chair is in it actually spins in place while you're going through the coaster and the last time I went to Branson I loaded up on my Dramamine I think I even um, took something else and I said all right I'm gonna try it and y'all it was it was probably it's my favorite it's my favorite coaster now it is it's not what you think it, it doesn't make you sick like you're spinning fast you're, you're barely spinning to the point where it feels like it's just part of it's a, a very gentle slow spin so it's not like it's spinning dizzily I don't I, don't, I know that's not a word but it, it doesn't make you sick it almost just seems like the ride is is gently like it's picking you up here and then it's gently placing you here. It, and, and that's how it feels with the, I guess, the upside down parts. Because the seats are constantly kind of turning, it just kind of feels like you're not going upside down. It's just like the ride is picking you up from the ground and it's it's gently carrying you over to this side. And it's just, it's just kind of picking you up and dropping you off here in a very gentle way. It's a very, very smooth coaster. It did not make me sick. That, But I do attribute some of that to loading up on my Dramamine ahead of time. Without Dramamine, I think it, it would have affected me more. I didn't want to go on it again, but I really enjoyed the experience again, and I enjoyed riding it with my daughter. Again, you have to be, I think, 51 inches to ride that. So she's um, in third grade, so expect somewhere around second, third, fourth grade for your kiddos to be able to ride this. We were able to ride Thunderation, we were able to do some kitty rides. We went to eat at the new location, the temporary location for the Riverside Rib House, which was close to the, I don't really even know what this area of town is called. I mean, I don't know. It might be Midtown, part of Midtown. It's where um, there is this River Blast ride. It's just right up, right up the street. Does that make sense? It's right up the street from where it was. And we ate several, we tried several different new things there. They had some, some nachos, like some pulled pork nachos, or no, it was brisket nachos. Uh, I'd skip that. I would rather have just had a sandwich. I didn't think, I didn't think there was enough on it to kind of hold it cohesive together. I mean, there's just kind of like chips and, and some meat and some slaw and some beans. Should have just had it on a sandwich. We also tried some fry bread sandwich at some point uh, during our trip. We tried, and that was pretty good. It was like this Southwest chicken thing and on this unusual bread. We also tried a fry, bre fry bread cherry pie. Uh, not good, just kind of bland. It looked really good. It looked like a beautiful fried pie that should have been flaky and buttery and delicious when you bite in. Uh, but it was kind of lacking in flavor, in my opinion. 
Um, I, I would not order that one again. Um, when we do lunch, I like to go to several different places to appease all of us. I like to try different things. So for that lunch in particular, I tried a few things at the smokehouse. And then I went to a few other stands to get different things to try. Later that trip, I got a corn dog at, I think it's like fried, like fancies fried or fanciful I don't know what it's called it's a fried food place and it's right by one of the skillet places right by the homemade tater chip thing so I also got um these loaded fry like they're loaded I don't know what you would call these they're not they're not fries but they're like potato small potato wedge fry things that are kind of loaded with bacon and cheese and it was really good so that corn dog and those loaded fries were pretty dang good. I mean, I'm not saying it didn't hurt my tummy, but you know, something some things might just be worth it. Both times that we went to Silver Dollar City, the last stop I made before leaving the park was to head on to the apple butter store for my favorite, those warm apple turnovers slathered in apple butter. And I mean slathered one time. The poor clerk, bless his little heart, he asked me if I wanted apple butter on it, and he put some on it, but it was kind of a skimpy schmear of, of, uh, of <laughs> apple butter, and I was like, can you, uh, can you put a little bit more on there, and he, he appeased me, but it was just kind of funny, because I was like, I don't think you understand, I need, I need it covered, I love that apple butter, I like the apple butter store, because you can, um, they'll cut the, They'll cut the big old turnover in half. So like one big turnover technically could feed like two people. Now with us, a big old apple turnover only feeds one, my husband and I. But if we did share, which we didn't, but if we did share with the kids, we would have had them cut it in half. Now don't y'all go feeling sorry for my poor precious kids. You better believe we loaded up on those dipping Dots. I will say that we found a favorite Dippin' Dot lady. I can't quite remember what her name was. I don't know if it was Judy or something. It was something unique. She had a unique name, and her Dippin' Dot stand was over there by the saloon. And I'm not going to tell you why, but she's the best. And she does not skimp on her Dippin' Dot pours and she made it just a really fun experience. So big shout out to this cast member, this this worker at Silver Dollar City who does the dip and dot. She was fantastic and made my kids feel pretty special. And she's over there by the saloon version, by the fry bread. Um, she was great. We also stopped at the ice cream parlor. I think we do that at least once a trip. Now it was my husband's birthday weekend and so he had the option of going to the general store to get like a birthday button and if he would have done that he would have gotten a free cone at the ice cream store but guess who didn't get their button and get a free ice cream yes that would be my husband do you know why he said he was going to come back the next time and do it do you think he did it no he did not he did not <laughs> take advantage of the free ice cream that he could have received that day. And this is a big tip to everyone. I've told this on my Disney podcast, but don't delay things you think you're going to do later. 
For instance, if there's something you really, really want and you think you'll buy it in a few days from then or the next day, no, don't. Don't don't go with that approach because you're not going to. Something's going to happen and it's either not going to be there, you're going to forget, you're not going to have time, or you're not going to go back. So capitalize the moment as it arises. I'm not saying go buy everything you see, but if there's something you really think you want or you need to take advantage of, do it right then. Don't save it for another time while you're on vacation. So that just, of course, applies to shopping, but also experiences. Don't say, oh... Uh, we can do glass blowing demonstration later, or we can do this later. If it's something that's important to you and you're by it, do it then. Take advantage of your location and the time because there's a lot of times you're not actually going to be able to make time for it later. So get the things done that you want to do when you see them, when it crosses your mind. Don't always bank that you're going to have time later. So... Funny, funny thing. You know how kids get scared of rides, but you know they're big enough to go on it and like it, but they're just too scared. Well, that's kind of the scenario with my six-year-old. Now, she has been on fire in the hole several times growing up, but it has been a few years. For the last few years, she has refused to go on it and just says it's really scary and doesn't want to go on it. But my son, who is two, is big enough to ride it now. So I was like, you know, honey, no one's going to stay out here with you. You pretty much have to ride it. And I told her while we were driving to Silver Dollar City that she was going to have to ride it. And she pretty much had a freak out temper tantrum and was like, no, I'm not going on it. I'm not going. I'm not going. I mean, she was just like freaking out. And I was like, yes, you are. Yes, you are. And for some parents, they may not be able to do that. But I was pretty confident that really she just needed to go on it one more time as a six-year-old and not a three-year-old to really experience it again. I mean, this kid did some bigger roller coasters and scarier things while in Disney World. So I knew going on fire in the hole, this the oldest freaking ride in the park, that she's going to be fun so she freaked out and then um we got in line and and she had, she kind of she knew she couldn't get out of it she just had to do it and i remember her saying mommy you're so mean you are so mean you're a mean mommy you know get me where it where it counts but of course she wanted to ride with me and she held on to my arm the whole time and the very last drop was what she was really afraid of and there's this loud voice or and it's not even a loud voice it just goes fire in the hole or something like that and I guess that part used to freak her out but she went on it once and after it was over she was like that's it and I was like yeah that's it and so she wanted to go on it again and since this was the day that it wasn't right you know it was rainy and not crowded we went on fire in the hole back to back without any weight and she loved it and now she likes it so uh tip for parents uh, know your kids and know their their scary limits. Um, I knew my kid well enough to know that she just needed to ride it and get over it. And there's been several times in the last two years I've made her ride rides she is terrified of. And I don't really care what other people say. As a psychologist, I totally give my blessing for knowing your own child. I'm going to say that first. I'm not saying I'm giving my my approval for making 
kids who are terrified ride all the rides that are they're terrified of but I knew my kid well enough to know she just needed to experience it and she would like it I know her really good and I've been right every single time so I was very confident that she just needed exposure kind of like exposure therapy she just needed to be exposed to the ride ride it once or twice and she would get over her fear and sure enough it did and now she loves it and can't wait to do it again she also rode thunderation without any problems other rides there was a you know that free fall drop you know one of those things that drops you uh my oldest daughter she is a thrill seeker y'all she's crazy she rides stuff i don't even want to ride because my motion sickness uh, so, so we did a, a few things with her, or she, I'm sorry, she did a few things by herself, but we, you know, we watched the whole time. I think at this point in the recording, I'm going to just go ahead and uh, stop here and leave the rest of my trip uh, details for, I guess, part two. And keep in mind, if you are on Facebook, check me out at Road Trip Branson. We also have a, a Disney World podcast and a Disney World Facebook page. It's called Road Trip WDW. We would love any sort of feedback. We love some sort of rating on iTunes. Check that out. Um, you know, that just helps us become more, more. I'm not going to say popular because I know I have like four people listening, but it just helps um, search results come back so people who are planning a Branson trip will actually see the search results pop up road trip Branson especially if we have favorable reviews if you don't want to leave a favorable review um I don't know I'd rather have that in an email I mean don't don't hurt don't hurt my feelings y'all I mean I just want the goods but whatever I guess it comes to the territory leave whatever review you want constructive feedback criticism you know what I can take it I think unless it's really negative and then then just don't so get a hold of us some way. We also have an email. You can email us. I think our email has changed since the last time I tried to spit this out. The email address is roadtripbranson at gmail.com. So you can also email me or, or Facebook us however you like. We'd love to interact with you or hear from you. And on that note, I will say my goodbyes. Farewell, road trippers. See you real soon.